Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people, your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. This is Marin Costello Radio. Folks, we have such an amazing guest on the show today. Anu Tubagare is the founder and CEO of biotech skincare brand Ayuno, the pioneer of individualized beauty products, which uses proteomics to create truly custom skincare products. Anu has always been captivated by the process of finding patterns in chaos, which has led her pursuit of understanding one of the most complex of systems, the human body. While pursuing her PhD in bioengineering from Caltech, no big deal. FYI, she is one of just 30 people in the world with this degree, and even fewer of them are women. Anu was diagnosed with leukemia, which launched her interest in the study of protein patterns in the human body, otherwise known as proteomics. As a, as a scientist and bioengineer, Anu has prepared to deal with many aspects of her treatment. However, what she wasn't expecting was the effect of the treatment on her skin and how it changed her reflection in the mirror every single day. As Anu continued to investigate the changes happening to her body, she discovered how many adverse skin conditions can be traced to protein patterns produced by each individual's unique DNA. Her desire to have an immediate impact on people's lives combined with her newfound knowledge of proteomics led Anu to move on from her role at Google to venture to start Ayuno with her partner and co-founder, Ashwin Gopinath. Ayuno is building the foundations for what we consider the next frontier of technology for human application, individualization of products using your own biology. Anu, you are such an impressive human being. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. It's really nice to see you again. I know, likewise, and you look fabulous in your Marin Costello jewelry. I must, Thank I must you. say, I love it. Yeah, it's perfect on you. Firstly, how is your day? How's it going over there? You're you're reporting from the West Coast, and I'm on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, I I think the. I shouldn't be complaining about the weather living in California, but I'm still going to. It is getting a tad bit cold. <laughs> what is cold? Under 80? Under uh, 70? Let's not answer that question. Right <laughs> okay. You have to be in a blanket. Yeah. But I think we are in our, uh, we are in 70s. Yes. In the 70s. I love it. So one of the questions that we always ask on the show to start out is, what was little Anu like? That's an interesting question. Um, I think I was always a nerdy kid. Um, there was, I used to read a lot. Uh, I grew up in a huge family. So, you know, there was lots of room for socialization, but I somehow still preferred to stay in my own Narnia. It was, it was always a book in my hand and wasn't very kindly looked upon by my parents, you know, cause being social is a is, is a requirement in some in, in at least in our culture right and um but I think it has paid off in some other aspects for me it's been it's been a fantastic journey that's that that thirst for learning that thirst for you know being in that imaginative world uh, I feel gave me this out you know, this, this outlook into um, what I see as my adult life today that's amazing 
what was your first experience with science? I don't know if I've ever met both a bioengineer and a scientist all wrapped into one. So I have lots of questions as far as like the early developmental years of like how you ticked as a young child or as an early, as a, as a young adult engaging in that world. So um, my my mother's uncle was is, is a doctor and it really started with him. Uh, she used to leave me, you know, at his clinic if when she had to run errands or something like that. And he had a microscope in the back, right? And he showed me, he happened to show me some blood cells one day and I was probably like, I don't know, eight or 10. But this idea that I could see nothing when I saw the slide, but then there was this whole world of moving things when I looked, you know, through this tiny lens, that was fascinating to me, right? And I was hooked, right? I knew, okay, I any anything that looks like that, anything that I can't see with my naked eye, but I need something else to look at, and there's a whole new world under there, really got me excited. And so since then, I've always been inspired by biology. So that's how I even ended up in engineering, because, you know, there's all of this, this, this chaos that's happening. And engineering is so much about formalization and, and like, you know, bringing structure to that chaos, right. And so combining biology and engineering for me was almost a no brainer, I feel like that's essentially what I wanted to be. That's amazing. When did you move from India to the States? I moved right after my undergrad. I got my um I got my degree in electrical engineering actually in India as a bachelor as a bachelor degree. And then I moved to Boston. I got my master's in biophysics there and then moved to Caltech to finish up my PhD in bioengineering. So I've been in the US for over a decade now and it's been fantastic not looking back do you feel like your career if you had stayed in India would have the trajectory would have been different than if you were to have moved I I, I think so I think the best thing that um that the U.S., the universities in the U.S. have given me is, is a way of rigorous thinking of, of a scientist, right? Not, not to say that Indian scientists are not, you know, it, that's also fantastic, but the problem there would, would have been that our cultural and family limitations to some extent. So it's it's that, okay, the, the whole reason I went into electrical engineering is that there is a you know, it's, 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 you know, you're good at math. So engineering is the path for you. It doesn't matter. You're interested in biology, but what are you going to do with that? Right. What are you going to do with that, that, that degree? It's not going to help you. Right. So it was, um, so there is that, the, the, the kind of thinking was very different. And for me, um, get, being able to merge different fields, being at the intersection of all things interesting was was really uh, was a really cool idea, and at that time it would have been tricky to 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 do that in uh, where I was at least in India. Yeah. After you finished your schooling in the states, did you go straight to Google, or was there an interim period between the two? I went straight to um, X actually. So X is a uh, innovative arm of Alphabet where we build moonshots um, for, you know, that can touch a billion people. Basically, we're looking for what is the technology, what is the problem that we can solve for a billion people in the world, right? So the, the so that was really exciting for me. And I went there, um, there directly. In fact, I was recruited uh, right out of, I hadn't finished yet. And they came across my paper. I got invited to go give a talk. 
and I was building DNA robots. And um, so it was, it was very interesting. Like yeah, there was um, Astro and Surrey and they were like, well, this is something that's really cool. And we want to be building biological robots, you know, here. And so that's kind of what got me into X and it was a good fun four years. I learned a lot. I learned to think about big problems, worked with a lot of fantastic people, fantastic engineers. And I've left with very happy memories. And in fact, a couple of them have come here with me to Ayuno. So, you know, that's, since it, the journey continues in some way, we take the journey of X with us. I love that. Had you thought about proteomics before your diagnosis? Was that ever part of your intrigue while you were at X? Um, a little bit, but I think the, uh, for me, the idea of being able to track my health, track my, um, what was going on in my body really started when I was diagnosed with leukemia. Right? This was way back in 2014. I was, you know, about 27 years old. And at that point, you believe you're indestructible, right? So it was like the carpet being, the rug being pulled away from under my feet. And when I was going through um, chemo at that point, I realized that I have to track my skin, right? And, and at that point, I became obsessed with skincare, really. And and that, along with the fact that I was doing my, you know, I was a bioengineer doing my PhD at Caltech was like, okay, I have to find, I need to find a scientific solution for this concern. So really the Ayuno protocol was born at that point for me because I started to track what I, you know, what I was eating, how my internal body was behaving, uh, what showed up on my external in and what I could apply on my skin to kind of change that and get get back a sense of control really. Had you had any experience with I know that you and I when we first met we spoke about how it's common in our families to have um, you know micropigmentation in your skin and different skin issues you know just in our like mm -hmm. DNA um, and you know with our own respective families and cultures, but had you had any, like any other distinct skin, not concerns, but just, you know, challenges before this moment or had everything been pretty mellow? I think skin discoloration had always been an issue for me. Uh, this being Southeast Asian, there's, you know, we have a carbohydrate rich diet very tasty, very yummy, but it does it does it does it does come with some issues, and part of those issues were uh, showing up on my skin, um, as whether it is you know small dots as pigments or just patches of like uneven skin tone really discoloration. So it was more like what was happening internally in my body showing up externally as discoloration. So um, that is something that that I noticed at that point and I realized that, okay, I need to start cutting back sugar in whatever way I can, right? So I I joke with Ashwin, my, my partner and co-founder that one of the reasons we are still together is because I don't eat dessert and he gets all my dessert. There you go. <laughs> I, I still don't eat sugar, yeah. So um, so I, I think that's, that's really when, you know, 
this I've always been excited about cause and effect mm -hmm. and how and, and it is not just one way it is always that feedback loop how is that effect how can you change that effect if you understand the cause right and the whole principle of Ayuno is also based on that closed loop circle of, of cause and effect and changing the cause to change the effect I think it's really interesting also that you know is not just for folks who have received the diagnosis who are you know having um, skin issues as a byproduct of a particular diagnosis but your clients now um, who are you know currently behind the scenes before the product formally launches they can have any sort of any you know a myriad of skin you yes. know issues can you speak to what your proverbial client base looks like now yeah, absolutely. I think the our 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 everyone has skin, right? Everyone, and with that skin comes lots of issues. And for the most part, we are looking at um, women between the ages of twenty five to fifty five, and the concerns that they have. Because what we see today on the market is just a lot of products that don't work, right? And so people are spending upwards of three hundred, four hundred dollars a month. And buying these products and just being really disappointed because they are buying into the marketing, really, not really buying into the product, right? So for us, that was the key problem to solve, right? How do you get to the root cause of the problem, right? And that can only be done by assessing your skin the way we do it. We take, uh, we first assess your skin and we then tailor make something for you, which is a 28-day protocol. And it doesn't stop there, really. Ayuno, like I mentioned, uh, where we are really different is that with Ayuno, we are building, we built an app that really takes, that monitors how this product is working for you. And so we can evolve the product for you based on what we are seeing. So the cause and effect cycle continues with us. And we're really here for the long haul of our customers. So when a customer comes to you, what is the first step they take? Or what is the first thing that they do within the IUNO platform? So when they sign up on, uh, we have a wait list open by the way at iuno.bio. When they sign up, they are going to get a test kit along with a 14 day skin priming kit. Now the, the, they take a very small amount of uh, blood through finger prick. And they, we, we've provided a test card. They send, a, they, they, they collect their sample and they send the test card back to us. We run that through an advanced protein panel that we have. And with that, we are able to see what is the, what are the, some of the concerns that this person has, this individual has, and create the product for them and ship it to them. So they will get the product in 14 days. Now the test kit also has the skin priming kit, which has 14 products that they use every single day so that their skin is prepped for the individualized protocol that's going to come to them in two weeks. So is this just skin on the face or is this skin anywhere in the body? At this point, we are looking at skin on the face. Awesome. Did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was that always in the back of your mind or did this just magically happen? <laughs> I, so um, my father's uh, an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think, uh, you know, when I was younger, I probably fought that urge because, you know, you want to, you don't want to be your parents, right? But I think over time, um, I realized that that's, that's where, that's where I wanted to go. And I wanted to build, I've learned so much from the organizations I've been part of, like Caltech, like X. I wanted to build an organization of my sport that, that had, you know, the culture that I have gotten from all of these different places and build that out. And so being an entrepreneur for me is not just building the product, but it is about building an organization that's going to last, that's going to have people in there that are proud of what they're doing and just find it fulfilling to help people the way I am today. That's amazing. How are you building that ecosystem? What are some of the pillars that are important to you? And then how do you actualize those? So part of our uh, learnings is is in you know being having the having the hunger to learn right having that curiosity of asking the questions of asking the right questions really that's where it comes down to um, and most of the the people that we have um, in our company now actually all of the people we have in our company today are have that similar feel to to learn and to expand their knowledge base and to be social about it to to want to help people with it uh, and create maintaining that culture maintaining that aspect of 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 curious learning i think has been a key component for us because you know as you say you could teach technology but culture is is hard Right, and so most of the people we we want to bring in, or we we work with, uh, we try to match our culture to them, um, and you know, they're lacking in some skills. We'll teach them that. That's okay. We we have a fantastic board of advisors. Uh, my partners, as 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 you saw, he's a you know he's a lifetime professor. Uh, so teaching comes quite naturally for us, and we're open to it. That's awesome. What does your company ecosystem look like now? What does the team look like currently? Because you, I also want to be um, very transparent with the stage of business that you're in as well. Yes. Yes. So um, we are in our very early stages. We are a seed, seed stage company. We just did a alpha launch with friends and family, um, a very small team. We got a lot of really useful feedback. And we're taking all of that feedback and we are doing our beta launch uh, over the next month. And we are a team of 10 people, including contractors who work with us on a semi-regular basis. And it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small team, but driven and hardworking and, and, and really, really smart. That's amazing. Where did you find everyone? Um, a lot of them, as I said, have I have worked with them in my past life. Um, I'm I've, I have a problem letting go of people, and, <laughs> and, and so you know, you know, I, I hopefully in a good way. So they have come with come along with me. Um, like one of our, our the person who's leading our data science team, he's the uh, Frank Russo, who's some, somebody I worked with at X for four years, and we've had a fantastic relationship. The software engineer um, uh, who's working with us, Scott, is someone I knew from grad school, and we had a fantastic relationship. It was almost like growing up together in the same lab. 
Um, and of course, you know, my co-founder uh, is my partner. So you found him at home. I found him at home. Yeah, that was the easiest one. Yes. You mentioned that you're in seed stage. So can you talk to us about the funding process? We get a lot of listeners who are um, either in early stages of entrepreneurship or are in curios- the curiosity stage of entrepreneurship where, you know, they're building a product and they do think that getting funding is the path that they want to take. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, it's not, it's, 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 um, it is challenging. I I think where, where people, where I found it, use, what I found useful from my own experience was that this was a problem I wanted to solve for myself. And what I've noticed is if this is, you know, for the most part, with, with a lot of entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, if it's a problem that you have gone through and you are trying to solve it, there's a very good chance that there's tons of people who are going through that problem, right? So it really comes down to asking that question, what is the problem that I want to solve and 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 find the solution for it. And then the, the funding will come, the market will open up, all of that starts to happen, right? So I think it all starts with that question, the fundamental question of what is the problem that I want to solve. So really tapping into your network is something that you utilized heavily for getting people interested and getting people, um, you know, to put their money where their mouth is really. In the beginning, yes. Um, In the beginning, yes, we definitely got uh, a good start from people who had, um, uh, who had already invested uh, in um, Ashwin's company. So my, my co my co-founder Ashwin had another company that he had founded and was the CTO of, which was in the proteomics space. They were building technology for it. And uh, they recently had a very successful exit. Um, So we got, um, uh, our initial money came from people who want to see proteomics succeed, right? Who who believe in the the science, who believe that this is the future of, of healthcare. The past two decades we have spent on on, on looking at DNA. And today we all know what DNA can do. We are at the precipice of what, what of, of, of using proteins to understand our health. And when, when, our, uh, when the people in our network looked at that, they really bought into the vision and they want to make that vision come true. So that's really how we got into the, um, uh, the first rounds of funding for us. That's so exciting to know that you're at the forefront of the next wave of what will be a healthy obsession in science, right? For healthcare. I, I, I really hope so. And I think we've been we've been supported by you know Caltech. We've been supported by MIT. Uh, we got some of our initial funds through them, and uh, we've since then gone on to raise money from um, Meta, that's that's the Skype founders. Uh, fund and we uh, we because we have an AI component to it that's where the interest came so really it was breaking down all of the different components of Iuno and bringing in investors I look at investors almost as partners who want not just to not just to not just for the business to succeed but also believe in the vision believe that this is something that that they want to contribute to and want to be part of the journey so uh, one of our um, investors is the uh, uh, CEO of Honey, 
uh, he had a great exit and he is somebody who believes that biology needs to be accelerated for us to succeed you know the way computers have succeeded we if, if biology were to succeed we bioengineering was to succeed we need to be able to accelerate it and part of what we are building is is exactly that is that technology trying to understand your problem coming up with a solution and quickly iterating on that solution so that the problem gets solved what is the cadence of your communication with investors? Like once one gets investors, once you convince someone to invest in your product, right? Then what happens? Um, so for us, um, a lot of our investors have also been acting as advisors. So um, George is somebody who's who's actually become a friend, uh, is the CEO of Honey. And, and so that's more of a regular communication. I think it's some, it depends really on the nature of the relationship you want to, you want to build with your uh, investor. When I was in grad school, you know, the first advice I got was, you know, don't look at what science you want to study, look for a good mentor, make sure that your advisor is good, right? And I'm sort of using the same analogy here, like having a good investor is so key. If you feel like you're not gelling with them, that there is not enough of a common ground, they don't see your vision or, you know, they're too... It, it, I think it's very it's very important to find the right the right investor. Not all money is good. Not all money is good. Not all investors are good for you. They need to understand how long it's going to take for you to 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 build your vision. They need to understand what resources are, it's going to take, and they really need to believe that it needs to be conviction based investment. Right? They need to believe that you are the person who is going to make this happen. You mentioned the timeline of actually bringing an idea to life, both for the sake of you know the people who are building the brand and also for the investors, if that is the case for someone's company. What did your timeline look like from idea to first iteration to, hey, let's create a company? What did that timeline look like for you? I, so as I mentioned, the idea for Ayuno's always kind of stayed with us in the in the background. And we were waiting for the technology to mature, right? This is something that happened in 2014, right? The idea that, okay, we need to be tracking all of these things, then how do we track it? So the, the technology was not mature, but recently over the past year, we've seen a lot of companies in the proteomic space go public. And it's now at a point where it is a mature enough technology to bring to consumer health. And, and so that was really the, the 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 fuel we needed to say hey i think we're ready this is the technology this is the problem we want to solve uh, what is you know who can we solve this for who are some of our early adopters right and it, it just came very naturally that you know skin is our largest organ it is the most accessible organ when you look at yourself every day you're basically seeing every single thing that is going on with your face. And one is you wanna quantify that and understand if there is a problem, what's going on there. And if you were to solve for it, you also want to see the changes very quickly, 
which does not happen with other organs like your heart or your kidney. While super important, it takes months for you to see if you know you, you get go to the gym, it takes you maybe two months to get your uh, VO2 max up or something like that, right? So I think with skin, uh, we wanted to show people that our product really works, our method really works. Um, and so here people can really just see the difference for themselves. Um, and if they want to quantify it further, our app does it for them. It takes your image. It we have, Our AI algorithm has been trained on 50 million images across different ethnicities, across different age groups. And so it's really able to tell you what is going on with your skin and, and also quantify and tell you whether that problem for you when you're applying the product what is the day-to-day -day change? You will you will literally be able to see the day-to-day -day change using the app. That's amazing. So you mentioned the product itself. I know we talked a little bit about the process of someone, um, you know, going to iuno.bio and registering and then getting their test kit. Once they send in their test kit, then when does the product arrive? What does that time look timeline look like? What does the actual physical product? Um, look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So once they receive their test kit and they, with along with the test kit, they get a 14 day skin priming kit. Mm -hmm. So they already receive something as soon as they, you know, sign up. Um, because, you know, it's always fun to get something, something new, something novel that you want to try out and, and have fun with. So you, they'll already see what it is and they, they get into, we want them to really get into the habit of using it, right? So this is, we have designed Ayuno protocol as a nighttime routine. Uh, we recommend that it be used for nighttime because uh, the way your body works, the circadian rhythm in your body, it, it enables your skin to absorb all the good stuff at night rather than in the morning. So it's most beneficial to use this at night. So the test kit itself will have 14 ampules. You would start off with, um, a, you know, clean skin. Uh, I think every day, you know, when you come back from a long day outside, there's grime, there's dust, you've gone through a lot of stuff. You're, you know, you take off your clothes, but a lot, we, we realize that 50% of Americans don't wash their face in the evening. So I'm like, okay, you take off your clothes, but you don't think your skin has all of that grime. Don't you want to be cleaning that up? Anyway, so that's that's the first thing you would do. You'd clean your face. Uh, I personally use oil to remove all the makeup and grime and everything. Uh, and then I use the app. I take the Ayuno Companion app and I take a picture and it tells me what my skin status is for that day. And then they have this, this kit that, um, that they get. Uh, this is the 28-day kit, but the 14-day is going to look very similar. Uh, right. And inside the kit, they will have uh, in the first case, 14, but they will have 28 ampules. And with these ampules, they would they have they get a mister and they get a hydrator. Uh, so what they do is after cleaning, after cleaning your face you and taking a picture using the companion app and getting your skin score, you would take the first ampule for day one, this is day one, and you would break it off at the narrowest part of the neck. That's it, right? And then you you have the mister. The mister is really cool, by the way. It's, um, it, it 
takes these actives and breaks it into nano-sized droplets. And there is a button on the side and you press the button and, and you spray on the mixer. Mister. And don't forget the neck. Of course, we always forget the neck. So part of our work here to give you is to give you sufficient volume so you can cover your entire face and the neck. I only showed you a few seconds, but that goes on for 30 seconds. Uh, it's really a fantastic experience. Um, and then once you're done with that, you take the hydrator. Just a little bit goes a long way. It is basically a, a little bit of a, a, a creamy texture. And, and that's it. You just apply, pat it down and keep all the actives sealed in and, and go to bed and wake up with a reset face in the morning. That's it. That's amazing. So for those of us who are listening and not watching this episode, what I just saw on the screen was a spa-like experience. So this is like skincare and self-care on a whole new level. And it's so, I think it's so attractive that you created a product that is just as beautiful as it is effective, um, especially for folks who are experiencing you know, issues with their skin, because that's a very personal, heart-wrenching process. Um, you know, it, it cuts very deep for many, many folks, especially depending upon what the source of, of the skin issues are. And I think it's so beautiful that you created a spa-like experience for folks who are treating their skin. That's just a whole nother level of aesthetics that I just want to applaud you um, from one business owner and one you know, product-based business owner to another. Like, that's really, really impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I think the key point for us was, you know, just because we are doing science doesn't mean it has to be sterile. I've always believed science can be sexy. Help, science is sexy for me. So creating a product that has, that can give another woman or man that experience or anybody who's using this really, that beautiful experience every night as they just wind down and indulge themselves really while knowing that this is something that's helping you, right? Because the, as I mentioned, the droplets actually penetrate really deep into your skin. So it is very therapeutic and can really help solve the problems that, that, that you're targeting. Are the substances in the ampules that you use in your product, are those the same ingredients and materials that you use to help your skin during your, you know, diagnosis? A lot of them are, yes. So that was the, that was part of the discovery process for me as to, you know, to understand what what could, so when you go through chemo, your skin becomes very weak and very thin, right? Which is what happens to us as we naturally age, right? Cancer just accelerates aging for people, right? And so, with aging, aging skin is, is weak, the barrier is weak. So you want to strengthen the barrier. So really it started with that question for me, how do I strengthen my skin, right? How do I make it strong again, rather than feeling this, this, this raw sensitive, you know, burning feeling with it like, yeah, it was just, I don't wanna to go too deep into it, but um, that's, that's really the question that we were asking. So mo all, all of the ingredients that we discovered at that point were, components that will really nourish your skin and 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 really help it grow because what for a normal individual 
what is really happening is we are all walking around with one or two few dead layers of skin, right? And so when you take your take any product and just apply it, you're basically applying on dead skin, right? Which is going to fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the nature of skin, right? So what the uh, the mister really does is because it's it's breaking it up into nano droplets, nano sized droplets. Just for reference, nano scale is a hundred times smaller than the, a single strand of hair. So because it's so small, it can really penetrate deep inside and not just on the surface where you have that, that cells. Right? And so this feeds into the whole 28-day um, uh, skin cycle that humans have. And that would also make sense as to why your program is a 28-day program. is because that is the cycle of the skin. I'm learning so much on this podcast. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> How far into your diagnosis, when you were experimenting with different treatments, did you notice your skin starting to change and notice these ingredients start to be effective? So it actually started even um, before chemo. For me, I think skin is such an important organ because when you start paying attention to it, you get a sense of what's happening internally in your body. Um, so the first things that started to happen was I, my discoloration, as I mentioned, uh, that I had problems with before it really started to amplify. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was starting to get more and more patchy skin. I was starting to get, you know, really, really uh, dark in certain age spaces. And my skin was really just very feeling very, um, unhealthy really. And so it, 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 it started at that point. And then with chemo, it, it kind of, it was almost like it took a uh, 180 degree turn where it went from being, you know, discoloration in one color to discoloration in another color, right? So uh, all of a sudden what I was using then would not work. And even though this is such an exaggerated view because of, you know, because of cancer, but for normal people too, they, they observe this all the time. Like, I hope you can visit us in California at some point. And I guarantee you that the products that you use will not work for you in California because it didn't for me when I moved from Boston to SoCal to, to LA when, when, I, when you know, I was doing my PhD because your external environment changes, right? And with cancer, my internal environment was changing. Wow. And for everybody too, internal environment is constantly changing because we are aging, our lifestyle is different, you know, it keeps changing. And Proteomics really is able to capture what is happening with your life. How is it that your lifestyle is reflected in your body, in your health and in your skin? So I think tracking skin, whether you have a condition or you just want to maintain your your skin in its healthy format or you want to age better. I think for all of these things, the IUNO protocol really helps. And the way, just so that I'm truly understanding this, the way that the IUNO protocol is unique is that with the AI function of your app and platform, it will then tell you which of the ingredients you need to put in the Mr. Next to kind of combat or, you know, supplement what's going on internally and externally based on what the what the photos say of your face. Correct. Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. Yes. So we are looking at things like with our app, we're looking at things like pigmentation. We're looking at redness, your pores, your fine lines, your blemishes, acne, all of that. Right. So it gives us um, on which axes should we be helping you first? 
right? And so we are able to formulate those and send them to you as the as the kit that you need. And there are certain problems that get solved, and then there are certain problems that need more maintenance. So we have to adjust for those. And of course, new problems show up. And so every three months, we will send you another test kit where you can send us back your sample. So one, we can check if any new problems have come up during that time, because this is really about keeping track of your overall health. It's going to show up on your skin in one way or another, right? So we want to make sure that the people who are with us, we are taking care of them 100%. It's kind of like having a dermatologist and an esthetician in real time with you in the test kits and in a box with a mister. I, I mean, it's like a daily self-care treatment. Exactly. In, it's in a- real time. It's, a, it's unbelievable that your product is a physical product, ingredient-based product, but that the care is still in real time, even though you're not seeing, a, you know, someone on a daily basis to care for your skin. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. It is a complete skincare program, right? You won't you won't be disappointed. I mean, the Mr. Um, is is I think it's an amazing experience. The ingredients work. We make the ingredients understanding what it what are the problems you need to solve. And you're going to see the difference for yourself. Like our some of our the best feedback I got from one of our alpha users is that they did not have a skincare routine before. Mm-hmm. And after starting to use this, their scores, you know, they were they were seeing their scores go up on the app. And it was like a game, right? Like you're leveling up, really. And then they started to add other things to their routine. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I need this SPF. Oh, I need this other other thing. Because you start to be, you start to get mindful about what is going on with your body and how is it showing up on your face. So really, that's, that's the central thesis of Ayuno. Like we want you to be mindful of, you know, on the three pillars of, of, of your life, which is, you know, what is it that you eat? What is the physical activity that you do? And how do you keep yourself mentally stimulated, right? Those are the three levers that most people have in their power to control. Mm-hmm. And we at Ayuno wanna help them manage those levers and see what needs to move when. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about working with your partner because it is a very bold move to make. And I come from a family of partners who are also joint entrepreneurs in the same venture. So what would your advice be to folks who are either in business with their partner or flirting with the idea of going into business with their significant other? So um, Ashwin is my... uh, also my intellectual sparring partner, right? He's not just my husband. Uh, We've always had that intellectual chemistry. We always kind of rile each other up. We're able to bring the other person down and it's all done with with love and respect. Um, And it's it's been a fantastic experience for us really. Um, But it is, uh, it can be challenging at times, um, especially when, all your dinner conversations are either about his company or my company or (laughs) or the technology, the next technology that's going to come up or, you know, so all of our uh, conversations are in and around science. We're both really geeky scientists, right? And so um, 
to the extent that he loves all the ingredients we're using, right? He's he's using the protocol himself. And I'm pretty sure this is going to happen for a lot of men, really, uh, because secretly they're all using our products anyway, like stealing from their significant others. And now they could just, you know, with you know, they can do it the, you know, they can they can get their own kit if they need it, if they wanted to, skin a skin, and we look at the root cause. So it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, you know, what what your we are looking at your biology, not 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 bucketing you into something, right? So um so that way, you know, Ashwin's also been seeing some amazing results and um for between us, um, it's it's been it's 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 really a fun. I, I I don't know what else to say. It's it's just it's just worked out. I I think it is challenging. I would proceed with caution unless you're one hundred percent sure that you are willing to risk your relationship over why you're using a particular algorithm to solve this problem. <laughs> And, and I think for you guys, I think for you guys to have, you guys have your own distinct roles within the company. Correct. Yes. And that, I think that's a very healthy approach as well to make sure that everyone has their own respective jobs and that you're, you know, that you're the decision maker over this department and he is over another department so that there's not that cross-pollination and that power dynamic. Correct. So he, yeah, he's really, uh, he's leading our proteomics efforts. Uh, that's his uh, area of expertise. But again, we found that we needed to balance out his power, which is why we have Frank and we have Scott. We have equally smart, other smart people who can spar against him. And it's not just me. So I think together as a unit, the team, you know, works really hard at, at, at keeping each other honest. And there is no issues with oh, this has to be this way because I say so. No, the science has to say so. And that's the path we're going to take. Do you have any competitors? So uh, we have, we are first to market here. Uh, what we have seen are companies like say 23andMe and Everlywell, they, they have really paved the path for us where they have you know, at-home tests. So people are comfortable taking tests and sending back samples. Uh, but what, what they do is provide reports. What we do is provide solutions. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what your problem is. We're not just going to tell you. We're going to give you something that solves it for you. So that's really our distinction. And so far, um, I have not come across another company like that. I also want to be very clear that while you and I have been talking about, you know, skin discoloration and hyperpigmentation, you also treat dryness, wrinkles. Yes. I mean, can you can you speak to the breadth of of what exactly your product can really speak to as far as skincare is concerned? Absolutely. I we are here to help people get healthy skin, maintain healthy skin, right? For people who already have great skin, mm -hmm. uh, because people who have great skin know that it's coming at a cost. It's not always easy to maintain that, right? And so we also want to help them. So we are looking at people who have dryness. A lot of people don't understand whether their skin is dry or dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the other powers of proteomics, which is really looking at the proteins that define whether your skin is dehydrated or if you're really, you really have dry skin. So we're able to differentiate between those two. And people who have oily skin, people who have acne, people who have um, 
you know, redness or any kind of inflammation uh, that shows up on their skin, we are able to solve for it. What else have you learned from being in your first year in business that maybe you weren't expecting? That is a good question. Um, the sheer number of uh, hours it takes to get things done, like time is a completely new concept uh, that I'm, you know, coming from academia and, and I had the luxury of time even at, even at Google, but as an entrepreneur, I realize every day I'm not putting something out, I'm, I'm losing money, right? So that was, uh, I'm losing people, I'm losing money, I'm losing interest from people. So that was, that was something definitely new. And the other one has really been about emotional regulation. There have been days when things are so bad that you just want to, throw your hat in the ring and say, okay, this is not for me. I, I did not sign up for this. And then there are days when things are so great. You're like, yes, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm here. Um, the challenge has been to regulate both of those emotions, knowing very well that things are great today, but okay, hold on, take a breath and keep going. And even they're bad, also knowing that, okay, today was bad. Tomorrow is going to be different. Tomorrow is going to be better. So. I think managing time and emotion has been the biggest challenge for me that I was not expecting it to be this intense. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful and honest and transparent because I, in this world of immediate gratification and this world of social media and this world of here's five steps to become a gazillionaire online. Um, those are the moments that really aren't talked about so much are that, Yes, there are amazing highs, but there's also amazing lows. But, and you're also not defined by either. No. And the secret sauce is finding the middle ground, knowing that when you have bad days, that there's something great around the corner. And when you have good days, celebrate it, take a moment, but also don't hang your hat on that because there's going to be another challenge that's coming around the corner. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it's, um, I, but, but I would not trade this experience up for anything. The past year has been, Fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad I started out on this journey and the people I have met, the lessons I have learned um, and the people that we, you know, that we want to help. I think that's where the real happiness is going to come from for, for me. Totally. I also really respect your how you so gracefully talked about time and time management. And I know that on our first uh, call together, we talked about both being workaholics and a little bit on a shy nature, but also it's something to be proud about because not to the point where you're losing yourself or you're losing your self-care, it's affecting your health, right? But knowing that you're putting in all of these hours, but it's something that you really care about. And those ultimately are the companies that make people feel better. They change people's lives for the better, whether they're skincare or accessories or anything in between. I mean, you know, you and I are both in aesthetics to some degree, but that's ultimately what it takes. And I, and I know that as a company evolves and gets better and continues to grow, that is the requirement. That's just, it's part of the beast. It is. And, you know, as I mentioned, I, it, it still keeps, coming back to the three levers that we have control over. Are you eating good food? 
are you you know are you are you are you working out uh, do you have some kind of physical activity any kind and what where is your mental stimulation coming from for me it comes from my company it comes from my partner and i would never give those up uh, physical uh, you know efforts are tricky but we have to find time for them uh, and good food who can pass up good food we we just you know i'm that's a whole different podcast like talking about food yeah let's you know at some point you know I, I, we we should get together to talk about food yeah, oh 100% 100% you mentioned that you're southeast asian my mom's side specific islander and they're they have you know very comparable diets you know those those two cultures um and then my dad's side was ironically in restaurants so i was born into and around food and it's a huge part of my life so yes it's a whole nother podcast a whole nother whole nother show <laughs> that we'll get into it another time um when does your beta program launch how do people get on the wait list can you go over that again and because uh, I know that there's going to be so many people that this podcast speaks to that want to get involved so you can find us at iuno.bio that's iuno.bio and you can sign up for our wait list there. We have a hundred spots open for the beta launch and the first 20 people are gonna get a free product from us. That's amazing. Aside from iuno.bio, is there anywhere else that we can find you or is that the best place to go? That is the best place to go right now. Soon we will have uh, our presence on, on Instagram and, and Facebook and happy to keep you updated on that. Please do, so exciting. Well, how else can we support you? I can't believe it's been an hour. I feel like you and I have so much still to catch up on and talk about. This is such a fascinating subject and I'm just so inspired by how you took something that was, you know, a really difficult time and you turned it into, you know, a story of healing for yourself and you turned it into such an inspirational story and into another product to help other people who are going through a myriad of different things with their skin. Um, and also into something to help maintain people's skin and people's confidence and, and people's attention to self-care and ability to love on themselves. So I'm really grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was lovely talking to you and yeah, uh, really good. Re I had a really good time. Same. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely. And please do let it, please do let us know when the um, beta launch is complete and you are formally launched and that way we can celebrate you then as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, keep signing up on that wait list because our soft launch, is, our launch is not that far away. So um, maybe you will have it in time for Christmas. You know? Guys, you heard it here first. Get on the list. Iuno.bio. I, Anu, thank you so much. I appreciate you beyond. Thank you. Wow, 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 you guys. What an incredible story. A huge thank you to Anu for coming on the show. Another big thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and producers at Island City Media. If you like this episode, you can listen to it again and again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please be sure to leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and conversations that you love. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarinCostello.com and MarinCostello Radio on Instagram. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week with another amazing guest.